Hello, my creepy crawlies. I hope all of our friends and family have had a wonderful holiday season. And we have a super special treat for you as in a super special guest. But I want to start off by bringing in my co-host, Lauren. Hello. Hello. How are you? How I'm good. How are you? I did all of the Christmas and festivity things mm. are you visiting with family did you have people coming into town what, what was what does christmas celebrations look like in your neck of the woods uh well we had a family over early but my parents were i was like a casino baby they never had christmases off or any <laughs> holidays off so we always like celebrate on a different day um and then we visited the in-laws on christmas for a second in-law um and then, as per traditional, my gay ex-boyfriend from middle school comes into town and we visit with him as well every oh, year. <laughs> as you can tell, I'm not in my normal setting, so I am still out visiting. So um, my my family who does not get to see this part of my life is getting a very extra special treat so yes so by the way if you see me looking i have my show notes on my phone normally i have everything like all neat nicely put together and it's like oh here's where everything is and it's like no we're already having technical difficulties i think i am a walking technical difficulty today i completely understand all of my notes will be on my phone today as well um christmas is a little strainy just in general but also my youngest birthday is like four days later after christmas oh and then my husband's is like a couple days after that so oh my gosh yeah so you don't get a break at all no <laughs> so yes this year has actually been um this, this has been a little different year for us because we've had some changes to our family structure and and that um I recently lost my father. So a lot of our activities that normally stem around Christmas season have been changed up a little bit and um, new things are happening. So um, I'm going to do, bear with me. We have comments already, bear with me. Oh. Uh, I'm doing the behind the scenes and y'all know I suck at this. So, um, Distracting hand, what is this? Yeah. Hand things. Show. What is that one? I'm slow. Oh, wait, there it was. Oh. So, oh, thank you, Eli. Eli. Says, sorry for your loss. DL rocking the Ray Harry Hawson stop motion filter. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I, I don't know what this is. I have no idea what this is. I am. So okay. So I think it's a jab at your camera <laughs> for this show. Okay. Yeah. Like the camera that I normally use for this, the microphone, I have it all here. It's just not working. So. <laughs> Anytime so we you roll, travel with technology. We roll with the punches. We roll with the punches. Okay. So I have to ask, did you get anything cool and creepy for Christmas this year? Creepy. Um, coffee. or coffee. <laughs> I got coffee. a new coffee mug. <laughs> um, gothy. Let's see here. I got some new red boots, red, um, mm -hmm. knee high boots that are super cute and a, uh, leather little biker hat, which oh, I will be rocking probably around pride. <laughs> all right. All right. Okay. Um, and an all gray palette, eyeshadow palette. I know that sounds insane, 
but nope. I've been needing an all gray. All, every single palette I get is like, here's bright colors and a white and a black. And I'm like, okay, I can make my own grays, but I would really like like just a gray, all of the different grays palette. My my husband finally found one. So um, I was ecstatic. <laughs> oh, I bet. I bet. So this is one of my happies that I got. This is the 40th anniversary Elvira. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so excited. Because... You know, yeah, we're all Elvira girls. Okay, so I'm going to take a moment and welcome and bring in our special guest. Bring it on. It's Santa. It's Santa. Hello. <laughs> so, yes, we have Mr. and Mrs. Claus. And right now I'm going blurry. This is a great show. <laughs> it's it's going to be fine. We're there gonna we be go. Fine. All right. Our so full feed looks good. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, all right. So it is officially December 26th. It is the day after Christmas. What are Santa and Miss Claus doing to rest and celebrate other than joining us? What timing? <laughs> well, we got done and uh, took our break, uh, put the sleigh up for the year, mm -hmm. told the elves to go take a vacation, and uh, we're going to enjoy a few weeks off ourselves. So, so it was a we got hot cocoa. Yeah, we got a lot of hot cocoa. We got to finish up. Uh, didn't it was a little warmer this year at the North Pole, so didn't need the cocoa as much. So we're, we're uh, hitting that pretty hard here uh, a couple of days after that uh, long journey on Christmas Eve. So, so we're moving along with that. Uh, so a lot of bathroom breaks uh, with that hot cocoa. <laughs> that sounds actually that sounds wonderful. Uh, okay, so our show tonight. And I know you are not a bad Santa. You are a wonderful Santa. But we have actually, one of our, our topic this afternoon or this evening is going to be bad Santas. And I know that there's a lot of movies. I know there, there are even some true crime that we might be venturing into. So um, let's just start off um, with your, with the, here we Pow. Okay. Yeah. Um, I don't leave it like that for the most for most of the time. Okay. So have you watched any bad Santa style movies or any like anything stand out that is a personal favorite or not a personal? Oh bad personal Santa. personal Santa, definitely bad Santa. Uh Billy Bob Thornton. Uh that's uh that's actually one of my nice little favorite. Uh it's kind of always had that dark side you see in somebody uh, that uh, you don't really get to always portray, but uh, very dark in that movie uh, with what Santa represented. Uh, I don't condone what he did in there. However, <laughs> uh, however it, uh, it was a very funny, humorous movie. Uh, well done. Um, just to show a different side of Christmas uh, for what they, a lot of my Santa helpers out there have to put up with every year mm -hmm. and a lot of what they go through. So, they don't always have the criminal record behind them, but uh, but a lot of them do have to put up uh, with a lot of uh, people out there when they're at the uh, shopping malls and listening to children and and trying to keep in character and then also trying to just make everybody happy. And that's the biggest thing is trying to make everybody happy. And we all know that's a never ending battle for for everybody. Um, another 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 one, uh, Silent Night, Deadly Night. Uh, that. Uh, that one's a real good classic. Uh, always love seeing Santa say naughty. Uh, that's that's always a a good thing when I can actually 
Let's see someone else say that and mean naughty. What the, what the essence of naughty means in some deranged people's minds. So, so unfortunately, in that one, Santa was portrayed as a rapist at the beginning of the movie, which Ooh, spun yeah. on to a to a young child and, and pretty much mentally put him away for the rest of his life. As he got older, Santa became that's what he became was he associated Santa with murder and rape and everything like that. So, unfortunately, you no, know, that's again. Nothing that I would condone. However, it's one of those things where you're just like, you can see where the reality is um, yeah. in the oh, new yeah. world with something like that would happen. So, yeah. but then, then you always have you know, other other versions of Santa, you know, the classic Christmas story, Santa Maul <laughs> pushes Ralphie down the sled <laughs> with his boot. Ho, ho, ho. That's always the class creepy, you know, creepy Santas, you know, around. And then you can go back even to the Twilight Zone. Um, mm-hmm to the night of the meek um that was a, a great one um from the honeymooners uh, uh also fat man yeah and then also the fat man mel gibson been, recently have you that. seen uh, yeah i have been dying yeah. to watch that fat one. man is yeah. excellent um nice nice realistic mm-hmm. take uh even though yes you know being, being the real santa but a nice little take on what santa has to actually struggle through every year to keep mm-hmm. the business afloat per se because Toys just don't get made out of nothing. Even no matter how much magic you have, uh, you, you can't. You, you still have elves. to have feed the elves, <laughs> <laughs> feed them plenty of sugar and candy to keep them going on their high schedule and going from there. So actually, this is another one that I was wanting to point out. Um, I was kind of running around with my crew a little bit earlier today, and we were talking about some of the uh, more obscure bad Santa movies mm-hmm. in rare exports. Um, out of Sweden is basically mm-hmm. a uh, it's a Santa Claus movie where he gets kidnapped and thrown in like a I guess kind of like a dungeon or something not like a dungeon but he's, he's basically kidnapped and like th- uh, discarded and he has to fight his way out and reminds the description of it alone I'm like oh I can sounds like Dante's Inferno with Santa <laughs> <laughs> or escape from the North Pole escape from the North you know? Pole yes yes some so, uh, on the first movie that you were talking about uh, with Billy Bob Thornton and then like yeah. him being, you know, one of the, the helpers of, mm-hmm. of Santa, there's been a trend going around online. And a lot of this happens um, at Disney with uh, people who are at, uh, cast at Disney. And mm-hmm. I've, it's recently been happening a lot with Santa helpers. I'm wondering if you've heard about this at all, is all of these people with vlogs and YouTubes and everything come mm-hmm. up and then like shove cameras in these people's faces who didn't okay it and start trying to, you know, yeah. ask them all these crazy questions, get them to say something weird. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I watched a TikTok, I think it was, where someone was just talking about how upsetting that is when you're, mm-hmm. you're trying to do your best and you're trying to make yeah. everyone happy. And so I was wondering if you'd heard anything about that on the, the Christmas side of it. Not, not a lot, but I mean, I can see where they do that because yeah, everyone's looking for the sound bite. Everyone's looking for that uh, particular thing to get you to say that, oh, well, this Santa said this or this Santa said that. Um, and really, it's just, you know, when they ask you those questions, it's, you just got to remember, you know, the, 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 the things with Christmas that go along with that. So you don't say something out of character. And that's when you're really saying it. So if someone asks you if you're really Santa, you can you can say either you're Santa's helper or you can say you are Santa. I mean, that's something that you want to keep the dream alive, because really Santa is a it's what people feel inside. Okay, so that's what keeps Santa alive. It's not what 
<laughs> it's not <laughs> what uh, it's not what just somebody said something or said something like that. So even if somebody says something or it might even say a little off key, that doesn't mean that person's a bad person. We all know that. We all meet people on the street that you walk up and you get a kind of ill impression off, and then you see them go do something great ten minutes later. So so it's one of those things. That Santa is just because somebody might have said or said the microphone in your face and might have said something a little bit off key. Don't they're doing a lot of good for the kids and they're trying to sit there and, and get the, make everyone happy during this time of year. And when they do the little sound bites like that with an oddball question, sometimes it's just, we're human beings. We might not answer the question specifically the way we should, but, but I think a lot of them just have to remember that they, they are portraying a, a character that um, is loved around the world. And a lot of young kids really look up to, and even adults still, you know, believe you know, in, in me, and that's what uh, we really want everyone to do. Well, I know that you have a lot of people who, um, when you are in character, um, and I'm, I'm I'm thinking in not not necessarily from for you, Santa, because we know that mm-hmm. this is this is this is all the time. But for those of us who are uh, cosplayers and we are in character, there are a lot of people who try to get in your face. They try to get mm-hmm. you to react and. Um, they want to catch whatever they can negative, but mm-hmm. I have also I also have to wonder sometimes when you're a character or portraying a character like Santa Claus, there's a bit of a duality that goes alongside that because you know you have people who are really good at it, they're in mm-hmm. it for the right reasons. You do have people who are like the Billy Bob Thornton character from Batman, yes. who are there strictly to collect mm-hmm. uh, to collect a check, and I know just from people that I have been around that are uh, full-time mall Santos, that it can be a very lucrative business. And sometimes they lose the joy of the holiday and the spirit by, I guess, being less the embodiment of Santa Claus. Well, just go back to the movie Jingle All the Way, where you saw all the convicts, you know, who had a a (laughs) subterranean toy export market I uh, forgot about know, that. Uh, behind the scenes which which yes that that goes on there are bootleg toys there are bootleg things that go out and uh, people make if there's a buck to be made it's gonna be made rather it's in the the spirit of christmas where they're actually trying to help maybe make some products like people couldn't get at a lesser or whatever version of it but in that same sense they're there to make a buck so, so that's kind of the funny thing, you know, it, it, you know, that movie is uh, pretty way out there um, for as far as what uh, Christmas was about. It wasn't just about the gift. It was about, you know, trying to get that one gift for your kid. And how do you get that gift? Well, he had to go some pretty extreme methods to, to try and find a toy for his child that day. Why? While having Sinbad try to <laughs> prevent, him from, prevent him from getting the Turbo Man. So, um, but yes, you can still get Turbo Man's. Mm-hmm. Uh, Funko did come out with an actual Turbo Man. So, oh, so cool! That's that's kind that's of the cool, cool. little thing uh, uh, that <laughs> that uh, they do have out now is a true Turbo Man action figure that you can mm-hmm. have. I think okay. my favorite Santa movie of all, while we're just going over movies, was the Santa Claus. Not even mm-hmm. for like the whole storyline, just for Bernard the Elf. Mm-hmm. I had the biggest oh, crush yeah. on Bernard the Elf. <laughs> Growing up, I was mm-hmm. just like, this is my favorite Christmas movie. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so yes. I want to see a new, I want to see a new Santa Claus where mm-hmm. uh, uh, Santa's son, because he's mm-hmm. been, it's been the same actor throughout the movies. I would love to see him 
take on the role now and don the coat and become sure i think that would be in that series like yes. specifically that uh, yeah, yeah that would be that would make for the happy yay <laughs> yeah. Yeah. that'd be good i mean th those were i mean they all three were real good well-made movies um mm -hmm. uh portrayed san on a very good you know uh i'd say uh light good light uh <laughs> Uh, just to just to keep the spirit and everything and believe in you know, the different things that were there. That was the whole the whole point of that. It was about it wasn't about who Santa was. It was about wearing the coat and being Santa and embodying the actual what Santa was once you got got given the coat. So so that just like you said, you know, the son picking that up and going along would be a good version to uh, to move along with, too, for that. Oh, I just thought of something dark, though. Doesn't that mean that that his dad has to die, though? Isn't it like. Well, it, so well, no, because they technically, it down? well, his dad didn't die in the third one when uh, Martin Short took the coat. It just, oh, he, didn't okay, become, true, he just true. didn't exist to be Santa yeah. anymore. So, Jack Frost. Was so that was Jack kind Frost? of thing. Yeah, Jack Frost. Right. So he didn't like that die. Feel but, better now. But that, was, that was a little time, you know, the multiverse of madness type thing going on there <laughs> with that one. So, uh, okay, so, so everybody, so let's go round the room, round table. I think that. Uh, it's already been said. Favorite favorite Santa Claus movie of all time. Go. I just said mine. So next. Oh wow. Oh wow. That's a that's a tough one. Uh, favorite Santa Claus movie. I mean, I mean personally, I mean it, it's not about Santa. I, I still love uh, you know uh, Christmas Carol though. I mean, and, and it's a oh, wonderful yeah. life. Those I, again, it's about the spirit of Christmas. You know, I think sometimes that Santa, you know, that's what it all entails is that that big spirit you know but the christmas carol to see they, how how you know one person can actually you know they, they, like it's a wonderful life very similar things that that one person can make a difference in everyone's life yeah i like santa claus is coming to town oh <laughs> the claymation um was yep. that Heat Miser and Snow Miser, or is that a different? No, one? that was the year without Santa. That was the year without Santa Claus. I should. We should know this. We should know these things. <laughs> I, okay, so I have two. One is a Santa Claus movie. One is not. My absolute favorite. This is me being a vintage girl. Mm -hmm. Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street. Yes, yeah. very good. Absolutely, my favorite Christmas movie ever since I can remember. Until I'm going to get busted on this one. I have always claimed that I do not like Will Ferrell. I do not like his brand of comedy. However, mm -hmm. I am a closet Will Ferrell fan. Um, mm -hmm. I think that Elf is probably now my new favorite. And I will quote it. I would, yeah, it's. It's good. That end scene where everyone starts singing mm -hmm. and then the sleigh, and he's like, Dad, you're not even, you're mouthing along. Mm -hmm. Sing and then the, the the feels, all of the feels in that end scene. Oh my god! Mm -hmm. Anytime James Con to, <laughs> to be in a movie, a Christmas movie specifically, James Con. Oh, that, that's, okay. that's it. I have a confession. Mm -hmm. I've never that's seen Elf. Oh, I've never watched the whole thing. Is it a, is it an aversion to Will Ferrell? No, just timing. It's just no, I like Will Ferrell, but it's just the timing. I've just never, I've never, yeah, never watched Zoe it. Dashel's in it. Is she? Yeah. 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 <laughs> Singing, dude. Yeah. yeah oh, who is it in the beginning? Oh. The Elfling, Bob, Bob. Oh, Bob, yeah, Bob Newhart. Yeah. Thank you. Yes, oh, that was such a Santa. I gotta watch it. Yeah, Ed Asner, you know. We have time now. The elves are gone. Yeah, the elves are gone. There, there's a TikTok sound trending right now <laughs> which from Elf, which is the, 
all right, guys, 8 a.m., Santa's coming to town. And then Will Ferrell going, Santa! <laughs> <laughs> That is the Gotta get excited. <laughs> You're not Santa. I know Santa. You smell a sausage and beer or something like beef and sausage. Yeah. Beef and cheese. Beef and cheese. Yeah. You sit on a throne of lies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> y'all started it. I just have to finish it. <laughs> and I no, misquote everything, so y'all don't judge me. No. I, it's fair. I can't quote anything word for word unless I was like obsessed with it at the age of 12. Mm-hmm. And anything past that is no longer take spongy brain. Wait a minute. Bruce Campbell as Santa slash Odin from The Librarian? Is that like the, the television or the, the show? I don't I know. But and then I'm I want to see that. Santa someone it, says Santa Claus the movie with Dudley Moore. I didn't realize mm-hmm. there was a Santa Claus Deadly Moore movie. Yeah, that, that, that came out about 1980, between 80 and 83, I think that Someone came out. Someone said Miracle on 34th Street. Oh, my mom. That's my mom. Said Miracle on 34th Street. <laughs> Thanks, um, I was actually just talking about Odin the other day. Um, someone was, we were talking about, you know, origins of legends and stuff. And I was like, well, you know, Odin was like, he on Yule would lead the wild hunt across the sky with this flying horse and kids would mm-hmm. leave out their shoes filled with hay and celery and he would leave presents for the kids and I was like, does that sound familiar? Maybe like someone's brother or something? Or <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, our previous show, we talked about some of the darker legends from other areas that are uh, stemmed during mm-hmm. the holiday season and, it's, and I think it was you that pointed out that a lot of those stories and those, uh, those tales and that those mythos mm-hmm. have similarities that cross yeah. all all borders, and I think mm-hmm. that's very fascinating. And and obviously mm-hmm. that is one. So it's kind of like a giant game of telephone to me. Someone says, "Oh, did you know something, something, something?" And, so, and then they go to the next person, "You know something, something, thing." And the next person <laughs> goes, "Do you know something, thing, thing, some?" And then it just kind of yep. it mutates and grows <laughs> into these these things that. It, it affect people's lives, and I love that. So you need a whole TV show, uh, Santa Strange Christmas uh, Hunters. Oh, that would be cool. You Wait, go. you want them searching for you? Well, they go here? search for the goats that walk around <laughs> and the Krampuses and everything. Just, and, just, and just have get someone real pictures along. Of these things. Just have someone along one time, one year, with like a vlog mm-hmm. camera, being like, "All mm-hmm. right, guys, we're hitting Florida next." And <laughs> yep. Yep, at the Everglades, there's a lot of stuff in there, especially <laughs> of the Pacific Northwest. And watch for the Sasquatch when you're landing the sleigh. Or the cat. <laughs> yeah. The, cat. the giant cat. Mm-hmm. Now, now, we had kind of touched on the duality aspect of it, and we are about halfway in. And I have a audience participation. Audience, audience participation. I can't speak Words. either. Audience can't word i'm not gonna i do have an audience participation question however i do not have the slide Woo-hoo! so i'm gonna go ahead and throw this out there have you ever had a really really bad experience with a santa claus character or with a santa claus and i mean i know santa it's going to be kind of hard for you to have a bad experience with another santa but you know with yourself with yourself mm-hmm. <laughs> well with <laughs> Well, I mean, you have to deal with it. Like, like, like we said, there are some people out there that portray Santa in a bad way. And, and I do run into them time to time because I know who they are. 
Uh, so, so behind the scenes, you know, when they get that lump of coal and they wonder why, well, I mean, that's just uh And he did have to give out some coal. I, mean, I give industrial-sized yeah. pieces of coal for those guys, you know. It's not yeah. just a little little lump of coal. It's <clears throat> nice meteorite uh, stumped under the tree. I, well, I cannot think of any singular in my life bad Santa experience that happens to me. All I can think of are like those terrifying old vintage photos of Whoa, from like I, hate I don't even know how long ago of, of the kids yeah. on the lap but like Santa looks like he's possessed <laughs> uh, that's all I can think of that comes to mind I have a not necessarily with Santa himself or with a Santa but I did have a disturbing um item show up this year for Christmas and I am requesting it. So hopefully the cabana boy will come throw it at me real quick, but we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll loop back around to that. Um, so now, so kind of talking on the, the duality of uh, Santa Claus and some of the type of people that it does bring out, because our show is really more, it's horror themed. It is goth themed. And I understand Lauren, you have put together some very interesting information for us. Yeah, I have two kind of well not even kind of true true crime um things that i want to talk i don't want to do this one first hang on let me go back to my other one that one's too depressing <laughs> we'll start with this one this okay all right so um bruce MacArthur was a landscaper from toronto he worked as um a santa claus in a shopping center during christmas mm-hmm. he ended up pleading guilty to eight charges of first degree murder which took place between 2010 and 2017 He was caught with a stash of photos of his victims' corpses after killing them in the Toronto, Canada area, and he hid the bodies in his landscaping on his clients' properties. Wow. Yeah. So that's one bad Santa. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I remember remember him. He didn't he didn't get any gifts that year. No. No. Um, yeah, he was he was for many uh, years. I think you're pretty he was, much on the permanent uh, naughty list at that point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, he was actually um, a traveling salesman as well. He would sell underwear and socks. He had two children and a wife. Just apparently had a very interesting pastime. Him, so. and, him and old John Wayne Casey having a good time together. Right? <laughs> um, the second one I wanted to touch on of my bad Santas, and please, please... I'm going to do my best with the names in this story. Um, I'm not very familiar with these names, so I did try and look a bunch of them up. Um, On Christmas Eve 2008, Bruce Jeffrey Pardo knocked on the door of his former in-law's home while dressed in a Santa suit and holding a gift-wrapped package. When an eight-year-old girl opened the door, he did blast her with a semi-automatic handgun, Ooh. then charged in through the house and started shooting at the party goers. Um, the girl's mother called 911. They ended up getting someone there. But during everyone, you know, 911 getting there and everything, he unwrapped the package, which ended up being a homemade flamethrower, set the entire house on fire. Then he drove 40 miles, parked his rental car a block from his brother's house, used a shredded suit to booby trap the inside of the vehicle. So if police attempted to move the suit, trip wires would ignite a fire and explode 200 rounds of ammunition inside the car. And then he bought a ticket to Canada to try and get away. 
But none of that ever happened because apparently he unalived himself before. I, I guess he had some regrets there. Um, he ended up killing, I think it was another eight people. Let's see here. It was his wife, ex-wife. My apologies there. Um, her name was Sylvia. I'm trying to, I, I have all of this on my phone. Sorry. Da, 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 da. Just background music here. Uh, apparently he did all of this because of a very strenuous divorce. Um, in total, he killed nine people. In addition to killing Sylvia, he also murdered her parents, two of her brothers, their wives, a sister, and a nephew. And I can't find their names. It was here earlier, but they did have difficult names, but I cannot find them right now. Anyway, very bad Santa. <laughs> very you, you, can't make Santa. That, you can't make that stuff up. That's movie stuff right yeah, there. You, you That's can't insane. Make it up. You sure um, it wasn't a Terminator from the future? That sounds just like right? that's a, it. Literally sounds what that sounds like. It sounds it, like a, another Christmas Terminator. It literally stated in the original article that like the suit melted to parts of his body and he just kept going. I I agree with you. I think this is some kind of futuristic uh, robot technology AI things going on because that's I cannot that even is, imagine. That wow. is so that is so messed up and so detailed. And I mean, there's so many. How much? One to pull it off, to pull that off, yeah. you know, to get that far with it, that no one took him out before he even got out of the first house. Mm -hmm. To go, you know, one open up the flamethrower, then go do the car thing, and it's like, good lord! I, mean, I don't, I don't, I'm not sure. I believe that he unalived himself in that. I think someone was just like, I'm just gonna do everyone a favor here, and oh look, guys, he did it himself. Darn. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, that was a oops. I'm walking my dog, and my dog having to eat him. Sorry. Oh, gosh. Okay, so I have another. I, okay, I have a question. Hey. How easy is it to get a flamethrower? It was homemade. He made it. Made it. Oh, okay. Himself. Mm -hmm. okay. One of those subscribers to the big book of no-nos. Well, well, Tony Stark, you know, he, he makes everything that way in the movie, so. That's true. But this was not a movie. This sounds yeah, like wow. it would be a movie, man. Well, you know, Leonardo DiCaprio keeps them, you know, once upon a time yeah. in Hollywood, you know. We can keep flamethrowers in our garage. Well, but it's actually, it, it's not something that mm -hmm. I, that's completely unheard of. I, I, not no. that I know anybody who has a flamethrower, but I have seen video of people who have a flamethrower. I'm just mm -hmm. like, yeah. In the I, driveway with ice. I was watching a car show the other day with my husband where they were they were they they buy old cars, fix them up and then sell them to buy another old mm -hmm. car and try and make money off of it that way. And they were trying to sell it to this dude who's like a gun collector. And so they're like, "Well, we're sure we this car has something that your other ones don't." It was a Jeep, it had like the open top, had a flamethrower attached to the top. <laughs> they just bought it online. And I was like, "They just bought they Sure, Amazon. Let's just look up how th flamethrower. I didn't know that was a thing. Mm -hmm. How easy go. is it to get a flamethrower? Not answering. Nope. Don't know. <laughs> talking about. I did. I did get a few people requesting know. that. You know, I had to I had to rethink giving those gifts out this year. If we know anybody who has a flamethrower, it's probably Eli. Yeah, probably. <laughs> okay, so I know you mentioned like creepy holiday like Santa pictures and the horrifying mm -hmm. costumes and stuff. Mm -hmm. So there, there is a piece of uh, decor that I don't even think will make it home with me. 
Oh, is that is the uh, shrunken the apple head? Remember, remember they used to make Santas out of like apples, dried apples, and they oh, would no, like what? get worse and worse. Yeah, they keep getting worse and worse. It'd be like a shrunken head. That's what that reminds me of. And you're frozen. Oh, there we go. Uh -oh. <laughs> <laughs> Just yeah, that's creepy side. Not, okay, yeah, I don't like that. Yeah, that would scar me as a child. Yes, yes, it scarred me as an adult. <laughs> like uh oh, uh -oh. camera uh -oh. down. I lost it. That's okay. We'll, oh, she's upside down. Oh, we're upside down. Okay, now we're reloading. So, uh, when it comes to um, not just movies, but like maybe mm -hmm. songs and stuff like that. Are there any specific Bad Santa songs that hmm. you enjoy? Because oh, the first one that pops into my head well, is the whole Weird Al, The Night Santa Went Crazy. Yeah, uh, That's like the only one I that I ever really get. I, there's a lot of other Christmas parodies, you know, like um, Chipmunks Roasting on an Open Fire and such. Mm -hmm. But are <laughs> well, there any yeah. of, of your favorites? Like the well, ones that you're like, oh, it's fun. Well, I mean, the, the Grinch, the Grinch, you know, is always, you know, I mean, that, you know. Boris Karloff singing that. I mean, that mm -hmm. just, or actually it's Tony the Tiger. Mm -hmm. The voice of Tony the Tiger singing that. It's not Boris Karloff. Boris Karloff did the you Grinch. Just, wait, you just blew her mind. Yeah, Tony the Tiger, <laughs> the voice of Tony the Tiger actually sings the Grinch you got, song. You got to give her a minute. I've, I've You're great. You're a mean one. Oh yeah. my God. It's yeah, Tony the Tiger. Who, that's who sings the Grinch song. Okay. The original voice of Tony the Tiger. Yep. <laughs> but Boris Karloff did the Grinch. That's how I got to remember that. It's not the uh, song, but, but yeah, Tony the Tiger's voice is, sings that. So I, I didn't know that either. That kind of blew my mind when I put it together. I was like, oh my gosh. That's, that's <laughs> Have it. you heard um, the version of instead of I am Iron Man, it's I am Santa Claus. And it's the whole song, but mm -hmm. as about Santa Claus. Mm -hmm. Oh, uh, I, I believe I, I probably last heard it, then this didn't make too much attention. Yeah. Huh? I used it for the reel, but I didn't put the turn on the sound. So if you oh. watch the, uh, no, uh, it's okay. I think the last line is what gets me like, uh, leave him cookies and beer. He'll go to your house first next year. Yep. <laughs> it's yep. something different. Now, milk, milk is good, you know, but you know, I do got to drive a sleigh because, you know, <laughs> the, reindeer, the reindeer do not, uh, don't have GPS. So I still have to get, lost. get a little, you know, Rudolph. You know, might help, but he doesn't. He gets a little off kilter sometimes. Okay, so what is the ideal present that Santa Claus would give Mrs. Claus? Oh, whatever she wants. <laughs> that is the correct answer. Because, because if you, you know, whatever she asks for, you get it. You, you don't have you more know, time off. You do not question it. So that you can uh, sit at home. So there, there is no, yeah. no ultimate gift. You know, as she, as she asks for things, you get them for her. <laughs> vacation Aww. to Hawaii. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, as far as an ultimate gift, I, I don't know, she, she'll come up with another one as soon as I get her the ultimate <laughs> one from the year before. <laughs> that always happens. There's always another ultimate gift. <laughs> so, the next, the next big thing, because mm -hmm. as things change, you know, from year to year, mm -hmm. uh, a new gift, a new gift is on the horizon all the time. <laughs> So um, I also did a little research. It, it, this is actually another true crime. And most people will not necessarily think of Santa Claus necessarily. 
So this past week in Boulder, Colorado, uh, it was announced they'll be submitting DNA samples to familiar uh, companies such as like 23andMe and Ancestry mm -hmm. in effort to identify the killer of John JonBenet Ramsey. Mm -hmm. I don't wow. know how familiar you are with mm -hmm. the case, mm -hmm. but um, so one of the suspects during uh, the John Bonet case was a person by the name of Bill Reynolds, who was mm -hmm. the uh, family's Santa Claus that they hired for the party. Mm -hmm. um, and he actually was interviewed. He became a very mm -hmm. prime suspect. Uh, he recently passed um, and he was cleared of all uh, mm -hmm. he was he was basically cleared and they determined that it wasn't him but he remained a a, a suspect dear and a person of interest for a large part of the uh, of the investigation uh, his wife i read this and i thought this was very interesting his wife was quoted in a um in a interview saying that he loved being santa he mm -hmm. loved little children he loved john benet ran uh he loved john benet ramsey and the case absolutely destroyed the career and just devastated him. He loved that little girl. It was a very sad thing in his life because he genuinely loved children. And that was, and it was the happiest part of his life. Mm -hmm. And Bill himself was quoted as saying, I felt very close to that little girl. I didn't really have other, I didn't really have other children um, that I have a special relationship with, not even my own children or my grandchildren. When I die, I'm going to be cremated. And I've asked my wife to mix the stardust that John Bonet gave me with my ashes, um, we're going to go up behind the cabin and have it blow away in the wind. The star dust that he is referencing is when he went into for like an open heart surgery, he had a vial of gold glitter that John Benet gave him that he took into surgery with him. And that's what he was wanting mixed. But I, I thought it was interesting because um, there was a, a documentary that came out a couple of years ago called casting john benet mm -hmm. and it had a lot of interviews and he was it had a lot of interviews with people that were associated with it and he was one of the characters or one of the characters he was one of the people that they had interviews with and they brought in all of these santas and i, I will be honest with you it was probably one of the most unnerving parts mm -hmm. of the entire documentary was watching all of these santas and how they interacted and you know how different their personalities were and everything mm -hmm. but um, mm -hmm. he was also believed to have been one of the last people to have seen him if I have seen John Bonet, if I remember correct and that he mm -hmm. actually like tucked her in like the night before mm -hmm. anyway it was kind of there were some really unusual yeah. details mm -hmm. that go alongside that but I thought it was very interesting because it we're, we're at, we are now at the 25th anniversary of her death yeah, yeah. Um, it's still unsolved there are still so many characters that I, I'm I was happy to see that the Santa Claus in uh, that Santa Claus her Santa Claus specifically mm -hmm. was cleared but I just that was one that really kind of stuck out yeah mm -hmm. Yeah, that one that one's gonna be a tough one, even with all the DNA and everything that's still solved. I mean, yeah. it's just it's you want to see some closure with that. I mean, I mean, yeah. I mean, from everybody from you know pointing the finger at the parents to these you know somebody an intruder in the house mm -hmm. to doing you just there's so many still dead end roads on that whole case. Exactly. I just can't imagine being in that sort of like oh okay, 
if you had some sort of really special connection with a, a kid and they're like they they you just really adore this child like some I, I get that way with certain kids Donna mm-hmm. one of your children's like that I, they walk in and I'm <laughs> like ah! and I get like super excited mm-hmm. that would be now, Aria. If, yes <laughs> <laughs> um but if one of those kids who I felt like that sort of connection with and something like that happened I would feel even more connected to them than I even did before I would feel heartbroken like and so a lot of people find what he said you know very weird about you know I I I feel this connection with her more than you know my own children sometimes yeah people's relationships with children can sometimes be strained but I really feel like the reason he felt that way was because of what happened yeah maybe he felt this super close connection beforehand but also, I think all of the events that happened spawned him to feel even more connected than maybe originally he was. But then that's just my opinion. So, Well, you also have to take into consideration the nature of his job. He already gravitates towards being uh, comfortable around children. And not everybody is comfortable around children. A lot of people mm-hmm. don't always know how to interact mm-hmm. and talk with them. And um, Every child is a little bit different. But you have somebody who is very comfortable around children and then to have something of that nature happen and to become a primary suspect. That is, I mean, first of all, that's a weight that you're going to carry all of your life, but he also, they, they left Boulder, Colorado, relocated. He stopped being a Santa Claus and Mm -hmm. became a carpenter uh, afterwards. So, I mean, it was just, it, you know, Yes, I can see where he would have a special connection to it. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily a resentment of what happened with her, but just you yeah. know, just the heavy weight of what yeah. had happened. And mm-hmm. you know, truthfully, it, it probably, for lack of a better explanation, killed a part of him as well. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That case is just so hard to talk about whenever it comes up because, like. It's so tricky and not just tricky Mm -hmm. as in like, oh, there's so much information. Yeah, that's true. But it's also like legally tricky when it Mm -hmm. comes. Mm -hmm. There's stuff that I want to say and be like, oh, no, like this is what I think. And because in my brain, like I've solved all of the crimes ever. Um, (laughs) But also, like if I open my mouth and start any of that crap, someone's going to come and be like, hey, um, this is this person's lawyer. Stop it. And I'm going to be like, (laughs) I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you get served yeah. knock on the door yeah. <laughs> and desist. well and there are so many elements to that to her case that we don't even begin I mean first of all you mm-hmm. look at the nature of um, pageant life and I don't know mm-hmm. if you've ever been around any kids who are, are pageant girls um, I have cousins that grew up in pageants, and um, so it's not, it wasn't shocking, but it, but seeing her at that age in the attire that she was wearing with all of the makeup and stuff on was not even something that I was used to seeing. Um, and I mean, I had cousins that were my age that were doing the same thing, but they didn't mm-hmm. look like that. And then mm-hmm. when you start watching programs like Toddlers and Tiaras, mm-hmm. it just adds an, an extra layer of uncomfortable uncomfortable uh, uh, discomfort about it so um 
uncomfortability. <laughs> that's my, that's the new word. Like words are not working for me tonight. <laughs> okay. We all, we all have that issue once in a while. <laughs> Five times a day, 12, 12, 20 times all day, all day. Uh, now, so when it comes, I just, this is not horror related, but I've just always wanted to ask. Um, so when you, when you go to someone's house, Santa, yes. What is your favorite cookie? I've had arguments with my husband. Uh, and oh. and we keep like he says chocolate chip. No, wait. I thought chocolate chip because it's his favorite cookie, but he was like mm -hmm. snickerdoodle and I was like I maybe, I don't know. Well, I don't know I, if there the, is a right answer if you just like all of them. Uh, well, I like all of them. So I mean, it's not <laughs> a bad cookie. I mean, let's you know, some of these uh even even these high protein cookies I've been getting lately from some of these fitness people. Yeah. It, uh, uh, I, so those are a little, a little dry to get through, but they're, they're, they're still good. But, uh, uh, you know, the, the standard sugar cookies always still the best. I mean, it's really easy, simple. Most of the kids can, mm -hmm. you know, make those of themselves. Now, see, there you go. Those are the perfect ones. And those are, those are just easiest. I see that the little kids can make for me and they, they set them out and, uh, they're a simple recipe. So that, that's really the nice thing about that. But, I always I love dabbling in the the macadamia nut cookie, the chocolate chip, or yes, anything like that. Left. So so you know, I've been getting even some brownies once in a while, or a nice little change of pace. Oh, sometimes uh, you'll so, get a rice krispie treat. So, yes, rice krispie treats. Um, oh. and, you know, and those two. Now, now yeah. some people go a little further and they leave out a piece of cake, which is nice, mm -hmm. but I think that's a little a little too much. I question their motives at that point. Uh, it's too late but, to uh, get on the other list. But uh, <laughs> may. Uh, yeah, well, I already have their present in the bag. Man. Yeah, I already got it, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't get there with the list where there's a kind of, you know, eh, I don't know. It's it's either already done or when I get there. So yeah. so it's not one of those things that I, uh, you check it I decide. Yeah, I check it twice yeah. before I go. And uh, Mrs. Claus makes sure mm -hmm. that the people that make the naughty list, you know, we do not. Uh, mm -hmm. We already have a nice little, uh, like I said, some get bigger chunks of coal than others. Oh, no, I was just going to tell a cookie story. It's terrible. <laughs> All right. <laughs> it's a horror story in itself. No, this is not horror. <laughs> this is cookie story. Tell your cookie story because I, I have a... Okay, so I my husband's, his favorite cookie is a white chocolate macadamia nut. I okay. never made them. And I, I like to bake cookies mm -hmm. from scratch. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes I'll, I'll cheat and, you know, buy the store ones and, hi, uh, cookies. Um, but I wanted to make homemade from scratch white mm -hmm. chocolate macadamia nut cookies. And so we bought like all of the stuff to do it and we we decided to make them pink and I don't know what went wrong, but these were the worst cookies I've ever made in my entire life. They turned into wow. like these blobs. They looked like I took Play-Doh and put it in the oven and then they just turned into <laughs> these pink blobs of Play-Doh. Then we tried to bite one of them. It was so dry, y'all. It was so dry. It was like melted Play-Doh made out of sand that was so salty and I didn't put salt in it. So I don't know if we got the wrong kind of nuts, if we got the salted kind or what went wrong, but something very much went wrong. Oh. <laughs> they were so bad. <laughs> and so I was, I was determined. I was like, we're going back to the store. We were getting more macadamia nuts <laughs> and chocolate chips. <laughs> and I tried over again from scratch, left out the dye and just did regular. There so it go. wouldn't, wouldn't mm -hmm. do anything weird. Come to find out, when you're making these cookies, mm -hmm. you have to melt the butter to get it melty, then let it sit out to let it get room temperature. 
And then after you mix everything together, you have to mm -hmm. put it in the fridge because if it's room temperature when you cook it, it just melts into blobs. Mm -hmm. But if it's cold and then you stick it in the oven, it'll keep a cookie shape. I did not know mm -hmm. any of that. Mm -hmm. And I swear, y'all, these were the worst cookies ever, but I, I <laughs> redeemed myself. And we they're the ones I left you, Santa. They're the ones we mm -hmm. left you this last mm -hmm. time around. So no blobs. No, no, <laughs> no, 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 no blobs. <laughs> now you know. Public service announcement. <laughs> no, not butter. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay, so when my oldest child was old enough to start um, getting ready to leave out cookies and milk for Santa, my father-in-law decided it would be an amusing, amusing thing to explain to her that Santa Claus eventually gets tired of cookies. Mm-hmm. He wants a bologna sandwich. Okay. Yeah. A fried bologna sandwich. All right. Okay, so, okay. Fried bologna's good. Okay. <laughs> I'd be up for this. This is going good story so far. <laughs> we for the bologna. We don't generally have bologna in my house. It's not, it's not something that we keep on hand. So every year from... Let's see, my oldest child is uh, 24, I think. Oh, God, that's bad, isn't it? Um, she's older. <laughs> she's in her 20s. Um, my youngest child is 16. And so from the time that she was probably two years old, and she could communicate and understand, leave cookies and milk out. We have been scrambling on Christmas Eve every single year to find a package of bologna. Now, as you know, <laughs> I've enjoyed that. You don't it's think about it until you're leaving. Like we usually do Christmas Eve at my parents' house, and then we would do Christmas Day at my in-laws' house. So, and of course, it wasn't until we were leaving my parents' house, all of a sudden we're like, "Oh my gosh, we got to go get bologna!" It's like, <laughs> where are we going to go to get bologna? I, I'm going to apologize now because you have had gas station bologna on many occasions mm -hmm. at my house. No, no, you know, the heartburn, you know, yeah. You know, a little, little antacid here and there, you know. But, uh, but yeah, make sure that, you know, the, the good uh, German mustard on there, nice thick piece, yeah, fry it up real good. It's all good. Nice. Now, we're like busting into it because, like, Walgreens at this point is never open. It's like nothing is open. It's only a gas station, and you have to go to like twelve different gas stations to find one. That Just don't get the olive loaf, okay? Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, no olive loaf. No, no olive loaf. loaf. No. no. Or no Braunschweiger. Like just running in the grass station, going, "You got baloney! You got mm -hmm. baloney!" <laughs> good old, good old Oscar Mayer. We'll, we'll, we'll take that. <laughs> All right, so Santa. Yeah. Can I put. Can I put you on the spot here? Let me tell a cookie story first, and you can put me on the spot. Go for it. Go cookie. So, so when you're when making sugar cookies, if you want to put the little Hershey's Kisses in there, if for some reason you run out of Hershey Kisses, do not use Hershey's Bells. When they melt, they'll look like nipples. <laughs> so instead of cookies, instead of cookies with little nice little kisses in them, you're going to give me nipples. Sugar boobs. Mm -hmm. So... Okay. Just word for word for the wise for all you parents out there. If you don't can't get we're the kisses, these. don't use the bells to send your kid to school. Lauren, we're making these for the next show. We're gonna have sugar boobs for the next show. I sugar want boobs. sugar boobs. 
<laughs> seems like that would I don't know. It seems like they wouldn't melt right. They, they like they would almost burn. Do you know what I mean? The, the bells that they, they, they don't they kind of just go down and again it looks like a nipple on it melts <laughs> instead of the nice. I want nipple cookies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, you can put me on a spot now. Okay. Santa talking nipples. Someone just commented Santa talking nipples. Um, all right. So when it comes to, because we're horror girls, mm-hmm. when it comes to Santa and horror, we've talked about movies. We hit some music stuff. Now, do you have any like horror stories? Was there ever someone who came up or, or, or some situation where you're just like, I, I want to, I, I would like to go now, please. <laughs> can, mm. can we please not this? <laughs> Well, when you when you come down the chimney and you see five drunk hillbillies sitting in their chairs still staring at you, <laughs> and two of them have shotguns waiting yeah. for Uncle Bobby come back yeah. Yeah. from dating his next door neighbor, well, that gets a little dicey, you know. So I have to kind of talk them out of it and kind of remind them that, hey, I'm here to deliver the presents. I'm just going to be in and out real quick, and they go there, and then usually they back off a little bit, but that that scares me a little bit when you come down. And I'm not trying to say. All hillbillies are that way, but when they're <laughs> been drinking a little bit, been drinking a little bit at night, and you come down the chimney or wherever you go, it, uh, they've had a little bit too much to drink, and they see Santa that first time standing in their house when they're not supposed to, mm-hmm. oh, it gets a little dicey. So see, I think the so. dogs would be more scary. No, dogs, dogs, okay. usually, no, I, I can usually take care of dogs. I usually, I usually have a couple of treats for them. You know, even, even, the, oh. even the mean guard dog ones, they come right up to me, give them a little treat, a little pet. They're on their way. It's the it's the it's the real people. You got to watch out for. They've been drinking a little too much because they think it's a they think it's a hazy dream that they're having, and they don't realize that I'm just here to deliver the gifts. Okay, so I would like the world to just confirm. Everyone heard it. Santa Claus stated the thing that I've been saying the whole time: humans are the real monsters, not, <laughs> not the animals the or the monsters. No, humans. No, yeah, yeah. You just have to watch out just for the humans. Or not not everybody's bad. And I'm not saying that. I'm just saying you just have to. Just have to know how to deal with the situation when it happens. That's awesome. Well, Thank you. We are actually at the top of the hour, but I do Aww. have one more question. I know. Okay. I know. We have to let Santa have a bit of a vacation, and we do appreciate you guys so much for joining us. Thank you. Thank you. I don't know if you so, can read that. What does that say? You already have sugar boobs. My husband texted me. Anyway, Aww. continuing on. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what is the trick? To getting into a non-fireplace house. Mm-hmm. Getting a non-fireplace house. It's, it's, I don't know. By my nose, I mean, I'm, I still have the Santa magic. Uh, mm-hmm. People people don't realize that uh, I can get quite thin and and uh, get down those little pipes or somewhere in your house. Uh, but I do have to occasionally use the front door. I'm, <laughs> I've become an excellent lock pick, and I have maneuvered around plenty of security systems over the years uh, to get in. Um, so, so yes, I do get in the house, but it, I, I, I get in. I know how to turn off the ADT and uh, everything that uh, out there. So, but I turn it back on before I go, and I don't, I don't mess with anything. I leave the gifts, and I'm out of there. Um, so, yes, there are a few times where I cannot get in. Even with my magic, I have to still have to use the door. Um, uh, and then with the gas fireplaces, you just have to make sure. Please turn them off at night. Uh, I don't no, like don't to come down. Get, yeah. My boots do get singed quite a few times on Christmas. Uh, so, so it gets a little, little hot, but they're nice fire retardant boots. So they, they, I do stomp them off. So if you do see a little soot and things like that, by your fireplace yeah, in the morning, it's just my mm-hmm. boots burned a little bit. Cause you left the fireplace on. Yeah. 
We don't ever hit the fireplace, but occasionally when you do come down, you knock our skeleton out of the fireplace. We have a fireplace oh, skeleton. Yeah. yeah, I clean out uh, some flumes. <laughs> I've noticed I've cleaned out some flumes, some dead squirrels and things like that mm-hmm. um, over the years. <laughs> so I've had to come down. And when I come back out, I'm you tossing, dirty. I'm tossing them out of the sleigh as I go. Um, you know, birds, uh, squirrels, things like that that go down. So please clean out your flumes too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're, Okay, so as I said, we are at the top of the hour. First of all, I would love to say thank you. Thank you so much to Santa and Miss Claus, also known as Red Skull Alliance in perfect, perfect cosplay. Um, you can find, you, please share, where can we find you? Where can where can our friends, our fans stalk you? Uh, we're on, uh, I'm on the, uh, my Red Skull Alliance on uh, Facebook and also on um, mm-hmm. Instagram and mm-hmm. Marcy, is a perfect cosplay on Facebook and then uh, Marcy just wants a name. Yeah, Marcy just wants a name (laughs) because every time I kept trying to create an account, I couldn't get one. So that's that's what I had to go with. (laughs) I think I'm putting together something from a past episode in here, but I'm just going (laughs) to What are you putting together? Was there like a Jason Voorhees reference here? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm done. That's yes. all. Yes. Okay. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So uh, obviously, thank you so much for joining us. We oh, yeah. greatly appreciate you <laughs> taking some time to sit down and chat with us. Um, also, <laughs> want to say thank you to Back of the Cereal Box and Johnny for allowing us to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, wanted to kind of bring up we now have our own YouTube channel. Uh, we're just kind of getting it started. So um, our show not only streams to the Back of the Cereal Box YouTube, but it also is now streaming to Ice Cream Queens. But we have some additional mm-hmm. things such as our little cooking videos and little outings. So things that you might not necessarily get in our regular content. We recommend you give us a follow and make a comment. And- Nipple cookies. The nipple, nipple cookies. cookies. Com- we'll make those. Nipple cookies are coming. They are, they, we are going to... Wait. We're going to do it. Also, I did make a video about the absolutely terrible pink b- b- Play-Doh cookies on TikTok. There you go. So we can put that on the YouTube if you want. Make the blob cookies. Yeah. You call it the blob cookies. There you go. Horror reference. The blob cookies. Okay. So, good evening. Merry Christmas. Very late Merry Christmas. But Merry Christmas and pleasant screams. Oh, ho, ho. <laughs> God bless us, everyone. I don't know. I could never tell when we're done.